I'd rather listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. Before we begin, just want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow wherever you listen to us so you don't miss any episodes or bonus stuff that we do. I'm Sandra. I'm Casey. And it's, okay, look, it's another ranking episode. Please don't call anyone, okay? <laughs> like, it's it's been it's been at least a month since the last one. At least a month. Come on now, don't call anyone. Be a pal. <laughs> um. And like, also, we we set out to do like all of the seasons before we realized that maybe we had a problem. <laughs> so we're not quitters, you guys. We're gonna we're gonna finish it out. We're gonna finish it out. So last time we did um, the tops and bottoms of each season, seasons one to five, because you can't do seasons one to fifteen. That's too many seasons. That's yeah. That would be so long. It would be three hell. hours. Yeah. yeah. That would be a problem. I mean, I'm sure there's some of you out there would, that would be like, yes, please give us three hours. But, you know, for our sanity, we can't record that long. So this week We've is... tried. We've tried. It hasn't gone well. <laughs> yeah. By the time by the time we hit like hour two, two and a half, we're like delirious. Sue mm. doesn't work out great. So this week we have our tops and bottoms of season six to ten. So we've already done like way, way, way Oh. All the fucking way back, like two years ago, we did just like the top 10 and top, like top 10 and bottom 10 of seasons six to 10 and one to five and 11 to 15. But this is like season six, season seven, season. So we're top and bottom of each season. It'll so, make sense once, once they, once, once we get started. <laughs> and just, can I just say, but this is the first episode we're recording in 2024. And it's been a minute, guys. Um, yeah. It's been so, what, like three, I think it's been at least. Three weeks, three weeks since we've yeah. recorded anything together. And let me tell you, it is not like riding a bike, friends. It is <laughs> not. We got into this Zoom. What well, no, I got into this Zoom. Like, um, I don't remember how to do this. Sandra was very prepared, <laughs> but I'm a fucking mess. So bear with me. But Sandra very helpfully went and listened to our one to five. And she said that she started off that episode. So I'm going to start off this episode. So we're coming in season six. We're just going to plow right into it, guys. Are we are we going bottom first or top first? I think we've done bottom first. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. So once again, I have ordered mine the wrong way. <laughs> so I have to read upwards instead of downwards. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So my bottom of season six, and it was kind of difficult to pick one because as y'all know, like the first half of season six is my jam, guys. That's my jam. But I picked. All dogs go to heaven. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember what episode number it is. I didn't put that in. Sandra probably knows what the fuck. I don't know which episode it is offhand, but i I think it's, I think it's when he's still soulless. Right? It is okay. I think it's the. I think it's the episode before. Clap your hands if you believe. I'm real sorry, guys. The podcast mascot is here, and he is attempting to clean his belly by just rolling around, and it's like it's really not working out great for him. <laughs> And it's kind of distracting as well. So if you hear me go, what the fuck? It's nothing to do with the episode. It's the fucking cat. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the episode before Clap Your Hands If You Believe. But it's mm-hmm. it's in the first half of season six where Sam is still soulless. And it's not my bottom because it's a bad episode. Because it's not. But it's sad. It's mm. it's just a guy and he just gets a family and like he pretends to be a dog. And then Sam and Dean just come in with their big fucking boots and like wreck his life 
completely. And like all his all his shapeshifter, like, well, they're not his pals, but you know, like all the shapeshifters die. And then like he's outed to his family as a shapeshifter. So he tries to go back to them and they tell him to fuck up. And then he's all on his own. And it's sad. Well, I think the backstory of that character too is that I think you get the assumption that he's at least homeless or very low mm. income anyway, I think, to begin with. So yeah. the alphas, was- I think, were kind of looking for that sort of, you know, those those people that are, you know, quote unquote, invisible or forgettable, you know, too, or like yeah. they don't have those ties. And then, I mean, I get it as the as the as the mom, like she was just like so freaked out about it, but still it still just makes you kind of be like, it's still sad. It's still sad for yeah. him. Yeah. Like us It's as, weird, but it's it's also like, you know, it's it's a little weird, but it's also yeah. sad. You know, like as a parent, I've got my stupid little soapbox out. Like I would be exactly the same. If my family mm-hmm. pet turned into a person, I'm like, the fuck out of it. Do not turn into a person. Nobody <laughs> cleans themselves like that. So I get it, but I'm just, oh man, he just wanted a he just wanted a family and he didn't really do anything wrong. He was just protecting like it was a little bit warped, but he was just protecting his family. And then Sam and Dean come in with their big fucking boots and just wreck his life. And then he's all on his own at the end. And Sam is really mean, mean to him in that yeah. one scene. I can remember, you know, initially being like, whoa, I'm like, you are really having fun playing with your food. Right yeah. now. Like, okay, is it a kinky thing? Is a great line. Like, it is. It is. And like I said, this is not the bottom because it's a bad episode. It's just, mm. it just makes me sad, guys. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I've got, I've got sappy in my old age. So that was my bottom. Now, when we did this as a group, my top was the third man from season six. It was like my top of the top. So it was exiled. I wasn't allowed to use it per Sandra's rules that I didn't know last time. So that would have, it would have still been my top, not because the episode's great, but God damn that opening though. God damn. Mm-hmm. But I didn't use it. So I'm sure this will come as a shock to literally fucking nobody. My top of season six is clap hands if you believe. <laughs> um, it's I've, oh my God, there are so many episodes where I've waxed lyrical about this episode. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. It's so funny. It's like, it's like soulless without the dread. You know, mm-hmm. there's no like impending doom of, oh my God, we're going to get some soul back. There's no, it's just fucking funny. It's just funny. The scene in the bar with the, you know, you soul wouldn't let you, you'd sit and feel the loss. Well, couldn't I do that and have sex with a hippie chick? Are you trying to pick up a waitress? It's funny. Do you want bigger cups? All I just, it's genuinely one of my favorite episodes, like of, of all time. And we've mm-hmm. done a like best of the best episode. And I'm pretty sure this probably ranked pretty close to the top then as well, if not the top. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's my season six. Sandra, what is yours? You were talking about the tops and bottoms, like our top tens of this like grouping. I I kind of I had it in my document and I didn't look at it until after I'd gone through and made my like, you know, picks of bottoms and tops for each season. And I was kind of a little surprised that I, I mm-hmm. missed some things completely. So I think that does say a lot about when you are reflecting back on certain seasons and like whatever's going on at the time and how your, your ideas of what might be the top and bottoms are changes. I will say mm-hmm. For my bottoms, I think I remained pretty consistent <laughs> and didn't, <laughs> didn't veer too far off of that. Um, for season six, my bottom was Mannequin 3, The Reckoning, and that oh, was episode like that. 14. 
it's the curse of yeah. the monster of the week. That's just, it was a weird episode with the ghost inhabiting the dolls and the mannequins. I am not a Doctor Who person. I have not watched a lot of Doctor Who. I distinctly remember watching one episode of Doctor Who and mm. it was all of these mannequins kind of like coming to life. And every time I see this episode, that's all I think about is like this one Doctor Who episode that I watched and was like, what the fuck is going on? And maybe that's is, why I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But what is happening right um, now, guys? Guys, please. I actually yeah. just watched and I'm blanking out, but I watched another show that was doing the whole <gasps> ghosts in half. I know me watching a different show and I can't even tell you what it was. But it, but it was another show where the same thing was happening where inanimate objects were being um, inhabited by ghosts. I'm going to have to go back and figure out what the heck I was watching that that did that. But that, that again, I just automatically thought of like, you know, supernatural. Another reason I did not like this episode going back to it. I feel like they had to wedge in another Lisa Ben kind of bellyache from Dean, you know, like mm. to kind of remind us of them before. They also like tied up their storyline in a, a terrible way for me at the end of the season. I just don't like that. Lisa and Ben in, in and of themselves, like they don't, they really don't, they don't irk me. I think the way maybe some other people do. Like, I, I really do like Lisa. I like Lisa as a character because I know she's, she's really trying to make it work, but she also seems very independent and able to do her own thing without Dean, but she's choosing to want, she wanted to try to have Dean in her life. And there was a lot of struggle with that and how to make that work when Sam came back. But mm. I just don't like how you've all, and, and when I say you, I don't mean you, but I mean like the show, like you've always got to have Dean feel horrible about himself and his decisions. And I just, I hate it when they just keep doing that. Like if he's made a decision, he's made a decision let him move forward with the decision, you know, and just deal with yeah. all the other bullshit that's going to happen with that. So again, monsters of the week typically don't, they have to be really good for me to love them. But I also, when they, when they mix in some storylines that I'm just like, you're just doing this because of what's going to happen later. And I mean, writers do that, you know, you've got a plot. I just feel like hmm. the plotting could have been better and the characterization maybe could have been a little bit better. It just breaks my heart too, because I always think about Ben uh, as an adult, older, you know, mm. in his mid twenties or, you know, probably he's probably close to, you know, if we're talking the way things are moving, like maybe even close to 30 at this point. And how did that part that time with Dean being a male figure in his life, what effects that might have had, um, mm. you know, on him. And were they good or bad? Well, they won't be anything now because he doesn't remember, you know, yeah. and that that kind of bothers me that he could have had some influence on his upbringing. I kind of hope that that's the case that, you know, things turned around and maybe they did have a better life the way that Dean hoped. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just didn't like it. <laughs> um, yeah. So no, that's, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, fun. um, my top, and I was surprised when I went back and looked because there was another season six episode that apparently I just completely forgot about when I was looking through the list, but this one stuck out to me. And I think it's because of where I'm at in my rewatch, but uh, my top 
for season six is Weekend at Bobby's, and that's episode mm. four. I just love Bobby. I just love Bobby. Bobby as a character and what he did for the boys. And this feels like a little, like almost like a capsule episode where you kind of like, you could pluck it out and it does have a little, it does have some plot going on about like, you know, the Crowley deal that he made and, you know, wanting to get his his soul, you know, like his, his soul back and, and all of that stuff and trying to work that angle. And hmm. there's only like two or three minutes of Sam and Dean in this at the most. Uh, but it's just, you get more backstory about Bobby, why he's so essential, you know, to so many hunters, his relationship yeah. with the boys, how they rely on him, how they expect so much from him. And, you know, you just see his own needs and wants going unnoticed or unfulfilled. Um, we get Rufus. We get another Jody pop in so that, you know, we then know she's going to be hopefully a character that we see again. It has importance to it in the overall plot line, but I just think it's structured so well. It's just really yes. good writing. And yeah. I also have a fondness for this episode because it's Jensen's first time directing. And I really think yeah. he, did a, he did a great job with it. Oh, no, and, absolutely. I yeah. have a very similar fondness for Weekend at Bobby's. Just, I think I think we'd like the episode if anybody else had directed it, but I think we're like, oh my gosh, Jensen's baby. <laughs> we love it all the more because it's Jensen's baby. Yeah, but, but I think I, too, yeah, just, I love it's just it. Bobby. I just, and when we get into season seven, like where I am at mm. in the rewatch, it's just, he's very present in my mind, I guess, as I'm thinking about the show right yeah. now. The actors are all really great in it too. And I love Stephen Williams who plays Rufus. He's yes. just, he was such a good side character. And again, you know, they, they took him way too soon as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just great. And if you have not watched the little behind the scenes of Jensen directing, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. And I know it's on the DVD of season six. Definitely watch it. It's just, it gives you a lot of insight on. Oh. The directing process and and stuff like that. And everybody's, you know, pitches in their thoughts about, you know, Jensen's first time directing. And I know we've spoken about this before, but how Jared tends to give people, I think, a hard time on set. But he seems so very supportive, you know, of his best friend in in this process that it's it's nice. Yeah, and, yeah. I keep I keep seeing like every time I go on Instagram. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if, uh, like, I don't know how everyone else uses Instagram, but I use the app. So if you go to like search and it gets, you get a little search bar, but then it just populates like a whole bunch of like shit you might be interested in. Mm -hmm. And it's usually like J2 stuff. Um, But it like this image keeps coming up in that little shit you might be interested thing on Instagram. It's like one of those four panel Jensen, you know, like they do it like a four panel and it's like a quote from a con. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's Jensen saying that he thought Jared was going to like mess with him really hard. But Jared was like a complete professional. You know, he was like, whatever you need, I'm I'm here for you. I've got your back. And then there's like a panel of Jared saying he's the best director I've ever had. <laughs> and it's yeah. so fucking cute. Like, yeah. I, I really do love that. Like everyone, everyone got behind, got behind Jensen for that. And I still think we were robbed of the spin-off of Bobby and Rufus because mm -hmm. every time they do an episode together, it's fucking great. 
Yeah. And I'm like, but guys, like, never mind that bloodline shit from that episode in that season that I don't remember. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Like, I still want Wayward Sisters. I still want Bo- Jodie and mm-hmm. Donna kicking ass. Mm-hmm. But give me some Bobby Rufus too, please. Yeah, I, I almost want really did wish that if if the Winchesters had gotten renewed, like, I really wanted to see a younger... If if it fell into the timeline, which I'm not sure, but, you know, like we talked about how it could, you know, jump forward a few years or whatever, I would have really liked to see two actors, you know, embody a young, you know, a younger Bobby and a younger Rufus, because some actors can really do a character justice if they've done their homework. And I would have liked to have seen how that that relationship started and because we don't really, we only get hints, you know, of how they kind of met and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I'm just assuming, you know, Rufus got into hunting the way everybody else does. You know, there was some traumatic event, something happened that forced him into it. Like, I don't think he was probably born into it, say, the way maybe Mary was as, you know, part of one of the Campbells. Mm. But I would have mm. just liked to have seen that dynamic and how and they're just so curmudgeonly and like odd couple and grumpy old men. I just, want it. It's great. They're, they do. They have, they have really good chemistry together. Um, and yeah, yeah every and time he, I see Stephen Williams, I mean, I just think of 21 jump street because he was, I think the captain on that show. And I absolutely loved him when he was on that show back then. That was decades ago. <laughs> when I see him, uh, I'm like, Oh <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, no, I want any relationship that ends up in a place where you could just bray on someone's daughter and go, you need to help me bury a body. I want to know when that started. Tell mm-hmm. me, take me on the journey. Because mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Okay, like I have people in my life that I could turn up at their house and be like, you have to help me bury a body. But that would be questions. Yeah. That would not be instant. Like, yeah, okay. You know, but, they, they but it says help. a lot about their relationship, even if they don't consider it a friendship, that they are that they're that there for each other that they that Rufus will go to Bobby like that that says a lot you know about that yeah that he's going to go to Bobby for that and especially especially when you think early on in the season Bobby sent um Sam and Dean to Rufus and he was mm-hmm. like no we don't talk mm-hmm. like he said I wasn't you know like mm-hmm. they had a big fallout and then we end up with you gotta help me bury a body yeah I yeah I so I think the only thing I was going to mention too is like when I looked at my top my top tens from season six to ten the the episode that was right, like was higher than this before the number one was the French mistake. And I don't know why I just completely blocked out of it, but I think the French mistake is very, I think it's so meta at this point too, for me that it's, it's fun to watch, but I don't Mm -hmm. really hold it as the plot is kind of like weaved in there very loosely just to get them to this a you know this au place and they just get to kind of go go crazy with it so definitely definitely a great episode and was at my top but for some reason right now in this moment in time it was weekend at bobby <laughs> so yeah i f- i found actually because uh, i'd opened up my like previous like grouping so mm-hmm. i could make so i knew what I couldn't use for the top and the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I did that, but then I didn't look at like anything else. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. But then when I was done and I looked and I was like, huh, those episodes that made my top 10 are not necessarily the episodes that made the top mm-hmm. and bottoms of each episode. So it's weird. It's weird mm-hmm. how that goes. Like we've been waxing lyrical about Supernatural for two years now and it's it's weird how- It how can still change, change, right? Yeah, yeah. it still changed. I kind of like that. I'm like, that's that's interesting. You know, I- I think that goes along with the lines of this show is whatever you need at whatever time 
you're watching it or experiencing it. I really do feel that it, it you can you can look back at the show, watch it, and you're going to get something different out of it each time. Uh, it, yes. it, it is. It can be a very layered show. Now that has a lot to do with our brains thinking about it, but it's still, it still has a, it has a lot more to give, I guess, is my point. It's not like um, a one and done kind of a, kind of a situation, you know, where there's some, mm-hmm. there's some shows I've watched and I really did like at the time, but there's, there's not this, I want to call it obsession. Cause I don't feel like it's an obsession, but I know we talk about it a lot, but it just feels like it's a part of our lives now in, in, in a yeah. very comforting way as needed. So no, I, I, I mean, I, I will call it an obsession. It's a, okay. It's, it's an obsession. Okay. As long, as, a, long, a, as, long as, as long as you go along with it with me, <laughs> it's an obsession. No, it's an obsession in my life. It doesn't have to be an obsession in your life. You like do adult things. I just, well, no, I, but, but the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of my off time, I think about this show. <laughs> it's okay. As 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 long as we're in here together with it, then I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm okay yeah, I think that. I think we're we're among friends here to be able to go. It's it's an obsession. It's bordering on a problem, really. Like you know, it's it's a problem, kind of. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's it's interesting how it uh, how it shakes out. Okay. Is it? Shall I go for season seven? Yes. Is it my go? Yes. Yeah. All right. So my bottom for season seven is shut up, Doctor Phil. Mm, good, good, good choice. <laughs> it's yeah. I don't. I don't know what it is about that they just decided that witches were gonna be gross. I don't know why they like. I mean, it's an interesting take on witches for sure. But they're just oh, they're gross. All the episodes are icky and it's gross. But then that one ended so dumb with like, oh, we're marriage counseling witches. That was fucking stupid, mm. stupid, stupid, stupid. And also, upon rewatch. Like Dean makes a mildly positive comment about Donald Trump, and you got to bear in mind this was in like. The- I saw that too. Yeah, when yeah. Tim and I both looked at each other, and I'm like, it, I'm like, it is before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was in like that. season season seven. What would that have been? Twenty twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Yeah. So you know, it was before he went. Well, no, before he publicly went batshit. I'm sure he was batshit before that. But it just, it rings, it rings ick in like 2023 when I watched it. Like, yeah. oh no, 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 no. Yeah, stuff so, does definitely get aged. I I, yeah. I give him a pass the same way I gave my, bless my deceased godmother, uh, a pass when she like, she used to love watching The Apprentice. So I'm like, it's Trump light, I guess. We'll, we'll just say that. Like, you know, it's it's when we thought he was more innocuous and just a, I, I think like, that. yeah, I think I will give people a pass for the past, but if it's 2023, 2024, you know, no. and you're still like, I'm watching reruns of The Apprentice because I think Donald Trump is amazing. Get in the fucking bit. Like, I'll give you a pass if you watched it when it was airing because nobody knew how fucking mental he was then. Now we don't touch that shit. But yeah, no, apart from the, apart from that one thing with the, the Donald Trump, I just find the whole episode really just, ugh, that's just like, I don't have a problem with body horror and stuff in the same way that Sandra does, mm-hmm. but they're just gross. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to bite into cupcakes and them have beating hearts in them. That's gross. Like that's ick. No, thank yeah. you. Fully there. No. So that that was my bottom for season seven, and then my top was defending your life, which actually um, mm. didn't even make my like. It was an honorable mention when we grouped these together. Okay. But when I came to go look at them together, I just, I think it's 
it's a really good episode and a really interesting look at what could have been. Sam wasn't pre-law because he wasn't going to make a good lawyer. You know, it mm-hmm. would have been really good. And then I'm a glutton for punishment. The scene with Joe and Dean is yeah. so heart-wrenchingly awful. But she's like, I don't know, there's just there's something about that scene that you don't you very rarely see with with ghosts. But it's it's almost like it's a chance for him to to make it up to mm-hmm. her because he he obviously does feel guilty and, and blames himself that she died because of him and it was his fault. And he gets to apologize and they kind of get to have a conversation about it that yeah. I think was probably needed. So I'm not one for putting sad episodes in tops because I'm like, no, my feelings. But that just I think it brings a bit of closure that Dean really did need yeah. even all those years later. But the actual sort of courtroom scene is just awesome. Sam is amazing. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. I do like too that they found a way to bring Joe back, but not that she's inherently vengeful, but that she was being used, you know, to the yeah. to Dean's end. And then, like you said, they still, they get that moment. And, and she, she wasn't, yeah, she, she didn't even want to do it. She's mm-hmm. like, I no. it's not, I, I don't have a choice, you know, it's, I'm being made. And he's trying to defend her and she's like, oh, I know all the tricks. You know, I know how to do this. This is not going to work. And, and it also the, just, it, I like, I'm still of the mindset that she did crush on him and she, she's still like, even to that, to that end, you know, she's still trying to like brush aside any, she doesn't want to come out with her feelings to him yeah even in ghost state and i in, i in death yeah. i find that i find it very endearing of her as a character you know i think she's i think she really wanted to feel like she was his equal and i think maybe he always kind of saw her as somebody he needed to protect or couldn't be in the life similar to ellen's view of yeah. joe and i i still i know a lot of people don't don't think but i i would have liked to have seen them try mm-hmm. a relationship but we didn't get that so yeah there was we a lot of interesting interesting things but and it little was, nuances yeah it was we so very rarely get closure mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff that it's i think it's it deserves merit for the fact that you know even though it's so many years later like mm-hmm. seasons later they still were like no we can still we can still make this okay Mm-hmm. I like yeah. Good. Yeah. What about you? My bottom out with the old episode 16, cursed objects again. Um Ugh. it's it's when they have to go to this like small, it's like a small town, and like all of the little like antiques or whatever from this one store have been cursed. I don't even remember the overall like thing about it, but I just know that the gags just really weren't funny. If I if I can pluck an episode out and be perfectly fine with never watching it again, go straight to the bottom for me. This is one of those episodes. It makes me sad and disappointed about the the Leviathan plot line mm-hmm. because I still think they could have done a lot more with that. And season seven struggles with the season six. Too many things are happening. Yes. Um, plots where I really think if they could have just focused on the Leviathans, 
it would have worked. And I don't even know if it wasn't, they just didn't focus enough, but you know, with Bobby dying and then that, and then having to get rid of all the different things, Cass dying in the beginning, then Cass coming back, then you're still dealing with Sam and seeing Lucifer. It's like, uh, two maybe like I understand plotting and having like a, you know layering something but so much was going yeah. on and I just feel like they could not focus and if they had had a season where maybe just two plot lines were going on then that probably would have worked but again too many things were shoehorned in and then they would still find time to throw in a stupid monster of the week that just just <laughs> filled up space where you could have had the plot no reason the plot you know could have taken over for that and mm-hmm. i'm also very upset by this episode because there's a lot of frank devereaux in this episode which i really like that side character he was one yes. of my favorites this is the episode where at the very end he's killed off screen so mm-hmm. because he's because it's off screen you know i always thought well maybe there's a chance they he might come back it's supernatural they never brought this this um, character back. And it's also like a pull the rug out from under you where uh, they'd, I think, I think they, yeah, they just lost Bobby uh, five or six episodes before. So you're kind of wondering like, you know, who's going to be this person that they can have. And, you know, I was thinking, well, okay, maybe they'll have Frank. And then they did the same thing to him. So there's just too much, too much is going on. I did not like that with this. So out with the old, get it out. Just, just, just yep. get, just, just, no. just, just, just no, just no. no. My top is, uh, I know I'm so sorry. Uh, no, I it made knew. my, it made my top, top 10. Yeah. Yeah. And them. it, it, it did for me. It did for <sighs> me as well, but it's death's door. It's episode, um, hold on. I just scrolled, scrolled, scrolled. It's episode 10. It's the one where Bobby dies. I j- literally just watched this a couple weeks oh. ago with Ted. This is his death is one that hits the hardest for me on the show. And again, it's because he was so much for the boys and my heart gets ripped out again and again, every time I see it, but there's so much about Bobby that we get as he tries to find, you know, his escape from the uh, bullet to the head, the coma, um, as he's evading the Reaper and his subconscious, it's heartbreaking to see all the trauma he went through as a child. And then even seeing his relationship with his wife, finding out all of the unworthiness, you know, I mean, you you get a sense that he didn't feel like he was very worthy of anything anyway, but then to give you a little bit of the meat to the bones was very satisfying to me in that way that that was, you know, these are the blocks, the building blocks that made him the way that he is. And yeah, he was taken too soon, but when you think about a lot of deaths in Supernatural, I feel like they handled his exit much better than other characters and how they were they were taken out of the show. Plus, they gave yes. us more Rufus again. You know, he was yeah. he was in the dream. And Jim Beaver, I just I have such a soft spot for him. He's such he's such a good actor. And to me, like he's one of those supporting characters you can always rely on like anything i see him in he's a little bit different but he's still that character that you know that the backbone of that character is in there and i really do appreciate him as 
an actor. And yeah, there's the one line at the very, towards the very end, right before, Mm. um, you know, well, as fate would have it, I adopted two boys and they grew up great. They grew up heroes. That just makes me just a quivering pile Uh, of just like jello when, when he says that, because I know it, it just, it's a concrete expression of how much they meant to him. And that's just really special. This is really special. So yeah, yeah, that's my that's my top. And yeah, looking at my tops, my top list. Yeah, that was the, the season seven. That was my the top of the, you know, the top of the topists in terms of like highest up for that season. Mm. So I think I will, you know, that hasn't changed much. Um yeah. in terms of that it's, season for me. When you when you think of all the all the deaths that happen in Supernatural, and that's one of, if not the only one, where they get to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, although it's awful and, like, we, we're seeing the boys completely lose the plot in the hospital and they get that, they get that last, last moment with him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, yeah. 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 It's just sad. Uh-huh. It is. And it's also sad that, you know, like they they did this with Bobby and they did it with Charlie. You know, they brought back an AU version. And as much as I love Jim Beaver, all I'm thinking of is that's not our Bobby. That's you not know? right. Yeah. And when when he comes back and sort of like I think he's he came back like uh when they had to uh save him in hell. I think that was season 10. Mm-hmm. And I think they brought him back in sort of like a flashback episode with Rufus, as it's also really great. Like I think it might have been season eleven. We don't see him again until the finale, like our Bobby, we don't see again. And that to me meant a lot more, you know, seeing our Bobby and dealing with our Bobby, you know, it just, that, that hits different. And Mm. yeah, I just, yeah. Ranking rehab. Here we come. We're going to have to (laughs) rank our characters you know in terms of like favorite one day on the show like um yeah do that i i think yeah. that would i think that would be interesting to do but one terrifying moment then i thought you were gonna say we're gonna have the rank of the deaths on supernatural and i was gonna have no. to be like no the fuck we're not no <laughs> no, no, no we're no. not no not no. that no no rank characters yeah well bobby mm. made when we did comfort characters bobby was your comfort yeah. character wasn't he yeah so we we hold like a lot the of dad love. I would want, you know, like yeah. Yeah, even oh, as, I don't know. I think I think I'd like a dad that yelled at me less. No, no, I'm all right with you. But I would love that though because I I, I do feel like you you know there's care behind the mm. like you know he's there like that's the thing like the loyalty aspect for me is so very important with that character. He's so loyal. He's loyal to a fault. We were just talking about him and Rufus. Like yeah. they could be so mad at each other. But at the end of the day, if Rufus shows up at his door, he's going to help him out, you know, mm. and then they'll figure out their stuff. And that to me is important. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's just so, I would love that grump. I would, I would just grumpy grump him out. That's why I'm <laughs> writing him in, you know, wash, rinse, repeat as sort of like, you know, a surrogate dad for the reader character, because the original female character, she, she needs that. And he's that for everybody. He's even that for Garth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's Come just on. every everybody's yeah. everybody's dad and he's mm-hmm. i lo- i love it's it's maybe not talked about so much as that i i rate i adopted two boys but he's kind of he's adopted more than mm-hmm. just sam and dean he's mm-hmm. like a father figure to the community 
community. Like even John mm-hmm. deferred to Bobby's knowledge and they were of a similar age, you know. Mm-hmm. He grew up being told how useless he was and he made himself indispensable. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and that's that's something that his Reaper says, isn't it? You know, not mm-hmm. many people would make a life out of like yours mm-hmm. out of what you were given, which is oh, we just fucking miss Bobby. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm sad now. I'm sad about Bobby. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I just I just deliberately didn't put that one in because I was like, mm-hmm. no, I have too many feelings about it. But moving on, season eight, to the surprise of probably like nobody. Uh, my bottom episode of season eight is bitten and Mm. it came in like middle of the pack when we ranked them as a group for me it's found footage which I hate because it makes me feel nauseous so Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily like (laughs) that's not the fault of the episode but it's definitely like a few points in the fuck no category for me you know Mm -hmm. I don't I don't like found footage like shaky cam makes me feel nauseous and the plot line was just kind of eh Mm-hmm. Like I could see what they were going for You know they were kind of like Sam and Dean come in at the end And they have to just have these tapes And they just have to try and figure out what's happened mm-hmm. But it was just like It was like a weird like love triangle Not really like this is my girl And this is my best friend And we're all buddies And I'm like yeah. that very rarely works out in real life yeah. That's not you know Like not saying it doesn't Not saying that, that men and women Can't be friends with each other Completely platonically But like that very rarely works out in real life mm-hmm. And it was just Oh, it just had all the tedium of teenagers, mm-hmm. which is, I'm old now. So I'm like, oh God, teenagers, no, just ugh, yuck. So I don't, I don't like that episode. <laughs> Sorry, guys. And then also, like, of all the episodes to get a callback later, that one made one? Like, mm-hmm. no. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of strong feelings about found footage and teenage werewolves. <laughs> Um, they made like a whole, a whole, there's a whole different show about teenage werewolves. We don't need it in our show. Mm. So that was my. Do you think that was a thing too? Was that really popular at the time with Teen Wolf? Like, was that, was that I happening know, around that time? I, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I just know it exists. Maybe it was like a Vampire's Diary Originals thing too. Cause I mean, I know that like, yeah, it could have just been a thing yeah. that they were trying out. Mm-hmm. Could have just, you know, eh, fuck, fuck mm-hmm. knows. Fuck knows. Who knows? But I don't like it. Get out. Mm. Get mm-hmm. out of my season eight. It's the best hair season. And then it's ruined by that shitty episode. No. Um, and my top, actually, and this this surprised me because this did not make the list even. I don't think anything from season eight made the list. Oops. Hashtag awkward. When I'm like, oh my God, season eight's my favorite season. And then nothing from season eight made, the, <laughs> made my top list. Um, but it's, it's Pac-Man Fever. Oh, um, now, okay. if... I had been making this list at any other time of the year. That may not have been the case. Mm. If I had been making this list in any other year than 2024, that also might not have been the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it stands at the moment, this year will be 10 years since my own mother passed. So I am definitely feeling some kind of way mm-hmm. at the moment. So the whole concept of Charlie blaming herself for her mom and not being able to let go and mm-hmm. let her go. I, yeah, man, it just got me. If you'd have, if I'd have been making this list at any other time of this year after March, maybe it would have been different, but we're well, making it now. This is where we are. So 
it's I have a lot of feels around mm-hmm. the issues that Charlie's having. And the way Dean like supports her and he's not mean about mm-hmm. it. He's not like, you know, he's not aggressive, he's not mean. He's just like, it's not your fault and you you have to let her go. And it's just soft. Yeah. And I need that right now. Yeah. So where the fuck's my Dean, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, is that the first time me? we see like the Charlie hug? I, I think where he like, he really kind of like just at the end, just kind of like grabs mm-hmm. her and like gives yeah. her the, the kiss on the is head that, and stuff like is that. Is that the one? Is that the one where she goes, I love you? And he yeah. Goes, I know. He says, I know. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. it's just, but no, that the whole concept of being, being trapped in a space because you cannot bring yourself to let go. Mm-hmm. It's very that rings a chord with me um, yeah. for, for obvious reasons, and it also it very very much reminds me of a conversation that I had with my mum mm. before she died. So you know, like skip ahead if you don't want Carly's trauma dump. Uh, that's fine. You don't have to stick around and listen. Just before my mum was diagnosed with cancer, uh, me and my husband it was not my husband at the time; it was just my boyfriend. But we had just suffered a miscarriage. We had lost a pregnancy. And I was sitting with my mum while she was receiving chemotherapy. And I don't know how this happens in any other hospital, but in the in the UK, it's just like a big room with like chairs around it. And like there'll be multiple people receiving various treatments in yeah. this room. It's like so an infusion like, infusion center, right? Where like everybody's getting different medicines, like yeah. IV, IV situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like big squishy armchair for the patient and mm-hmm. horrible hospital chair for anyone that's accompanying them because fuck your back you know yeah yeah the nhs <laughs> the, the nhs is not for profit but the the chairs that they put out kind of makes me think that maybe they're getting some backhanders from spinal surgeons because fuck them chairs man so i was not meant to be accompanying my mum to this appointment someone else was meant to be accompanying her and that person something had come up and that person couldn't go so my mum's appointments were like three hours long it was like a slow a slow yeah. infusion yeah so i was like okay I'm, I'm coming to the hospital i'll be there I'm sat in this room and I can see it clear as day in, in my head. And I was like, I was not okay. And she's saying to me, you need to go get therapy. You need to reach out to somebody. You need to speak to somebody. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she like, she said to me, you think if you let go of the pain, you will forget, but you won't. You don't need to hold on to it. But it's that you think if you let go of the pain, you'll forget that has stuck with me and I couldn't honestly say 10 years down the line I've let go of the pain of losing her Mm -hmm. not because I think I'll forget just because I don't know how at this point it's been so long but that kind of really resonates with this episode Charlie thinks if she lets go of the guilt and the pain that she's gonna forget everything Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 not true. My mum was right. Dean is right in this episode, but when you're in it, it's real difficult to sort of see that. So right, and yeah. I think it's much easier for Dean to say that than to actually do that himself, too. You know, and that a lot for a lot of people, it takes time to mm. come to that realization. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Dean. I'll smash my car up before I'll say I'm sad about yeah. my dad dying. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not exactly the person that should be preaching to anybody yeah. about how to handle grief. But yeah, just that is that is how it caught me. Mm. Again, you could probably ask me the same question next year, and I would have a different top. But for right now, it's that one. Mm. 
Where's my fucking mm. Dean? Um, yeah. I wish I could pop on over and give you a hug. Give you a oh, hug. Oh, thank you. Stupid Atlantic. Stop <sighs> being there. It's Stop being far. there. Just, yeah. just, just let the, just let the, the land masses just. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> even if you return to your homeland, we would at least be on the yeah. same continent. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we would, we would. Oh, oh goodness! Okay, um, sad times over. Sandra, your tops and bottoms. Well, see, we we agreed. Season eight, bottom, bitten. Episode four. I don't care about the characters. I appreciate i actually like the director of this episode. He's directed a lot of other episodes much differently, not with shaky cam. So I know mm. they were trying something different regarding style and direction. Just no, I just, I'm going to watch this when it comes up in our rewatch, because I think last time when I, I rewatched, I skipped it. There were certain episodes. I'm like, I just don't care. I'm going to skip it, but I'm mm. going to watch it just for the, the small Sam and Dean moments and, you know, kind of focus on, on that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to it. I, it's it's kind of scary to think, you know, oh, I, I hope they weren't trying to go for um, similar to what they were doing in Bloodlines where they were thinking of, well, maybe this might be a show, you know, like situation, like oh, maybe God, this would be a spinoff. I don't think they did, but. I hope not. Yeah. And I don't, the, there was something interesting about the characters. Uh, I don't know. It's just not, not a, not a good episode. And I think it was in my top 10 it was, yeah. I mean, it was it was up there in terms of like it sucked, and it was like the the season eight top one. Yeah, and yeah. My, it was it yeah. was number two. It was number yeah. two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My top okay. is also a Charlie episode, but it's LARP and the Real Girl, Woo! and it's episode eleven. So it's like it, it was nice to see that they were bringing this character back after the first um, introduction to her in season seven. So when she came back, it was like yay, but. Dean LARPs, Sam, Sam, Sam LARPs at the end for his brother, <laughs> you know, what's not to love about this episode. It's just, it's like perfect. It's a little comic relief episode. There's not high stakes. The boys just get time to breathe between heavy. Uh, I think a couple of heavy episodes. I'm looking at where it, it falls in. So yeah, Torn and Frayed was right before. And I think that's when. Sam made the decision, you know, not to go back with Amelia, all no. that stuff. And then the next one is as time goes by when Henry Winchester pops in. So, you know, it's it's sort of like, okay, let's just kind of like the fun. bridge. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the bridge between the end of the Amelia thing and then yeah. the, the whole Abaddon. It's just thing. so funny. And it's Eve is so very cute as a handmaiden. It's just so, he's just, I, I love it when he dresses up. I really do. Like, <laughs> there's just something about the way that man just like embodies an outfit and a uniform or whatever. Um, so I'm glad you picked Pac Man Fever too, because he's wearing a nice, like a nice military oh, yeah. you know, garb in there too. Now, can so I, that, can I yeah. say, can I say that for Pac-Man Fever, it is Charlie that grabs my attention? Yeah, yeah. Not absolutely. so much Dean. Yeah. Because, um, oh, God, I love, I love her so much. Yeah. I, but like, this is one of the, the we like Dean and Donna in the, oh my God, whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck the episode was, where they're eating donuts and they're like in sync. Oh, and that's like, yeah, that's, uh, that's the first time we see her. That's, I think, The Purge. The yeah, Purge, yeah. I think, mm -hmm. yeah. But I, I love seeing Dean in sync with people that aren't Sam. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's a scene in Lap and the Real Girl where Sam's like, oh, they were Belladonna. killed by Belladonna, the porn star, the poison. Oh. <laughs> I just, I, I love, I love him like getting in sync with other people. Yeah, and I, I hold a lot of love in my heart for Charlie as being one of the very few queer characters that was mm-hmm. allowed not only to exist for more than a minute, mm-hmm. but like we saw her with female love interests, which mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dean's in- really impressed with her game, I think, in this, in this episode as well. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, he is. But I like, it makes her death all the more infuriating later down the line yeah. because she wasn't like a, a rival for the boy's affection or anything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, I don't like there being a token gay person or a token queer person. And she kind of was, but it wasn't it wasn't really played like that. You know, she was a lot more than her sexuality. She was just a really cool, She's you a know, character. Yeah. character. And then she died for literally no reason, but we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. But and yeah, I, I think, I think it says a lot too about the writer. They take over, I think episodes where their characters are sort of introduced and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Robbie Thompson uh, mm. wrote this episode. And I think he was the one that sort of like brought charlie in i think back in season seven as well and i i just yeah it's it's a really she's just such a a great addition to it and like you said she brings out certain things in dean and sam you know i i think in in different different ways and Mm. yeah they yes pac-man fever for all the reasons you suggested to but like you know, she gets to do the montage and that, and they, they, you know, Dean and her have a talk, you know, that's not necessarily as Charlie focused in the beginning, but then, you know, does become Charlie focused and it's the development of their relationship over successive episodes that I, I really love too. So. Yeah. 100%. And again, at any other time of the year, Lap and the Real Go probably would have been my pick. So mm. I think I think that's so great that we were like, yes, Charlie, Charlie, yes, 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 yes. this one. We love Charlie. We love Charlie. One hundred percent. Oh, and again, episodes that are defined by their bloopers. Jensen falling over in the charge. <laughs> uh, do you know what? That's one of the bloopers that I really don't like because it gives me such cringe. Because I'm like, falling. oh, no. does he fall a few times? Like they keep showing it. Like or is it I just- know, I think it's I think it's the same fall. I just think. <laughs> He oh, I thought maybe it. there were a couple different times where he just like fell. And then I, I feel like, okay, I want to watch that again and see. Because yeah. I'm curious now. Okay. And also, also something that just before we move on, Sam's ponytail deserves some love because it is the cutest fucking little toughy ponytail. It's adorable. He's wearing face paint. It's mm-hmm. cute. Mm-hmm. He's ribbon on Dean for only knowing the speech from Braveheart. It's amazing. I mean, to be fair, I would not be any better because the only speech I could make in that moment would be either from the Battle of Pelennor Fields or the Battle at the Black Gate. (laughs) (laughs) Either King Theoden or Aragorn. I could make one of those speeches because I know those. I couldn't make the Braveheart speech. Um, But the like, is he making the speech from Braveheart? It's the only one he knows. Like it's like it's cute, man. It's cute. We are here for cute episodes. Mm. Hey, I'm sorry, guys. There's now no. There's now a cat fight going on, and for once, it wasn't Jinx. Okay. There, there's plenty of space on the blanket that the it's it's Jinx and Xena. Okay, now it's Jinx because <laughs> now he's just he's pulled himself up, so he's so much bigger than her because she's quite a little cat. 
but there's plenty of space on the blanket, but they want to sit like on top of each other. So mm-hmm. he like got up and curled up like kind of like in her belly space because she was kind of laid on her side. And then she just munched his ear, just none. Hmm. So, hey, hey, <laughs> sit down, leave her alone. Stop being mean. Okay, yeah, no, distractions abound by the cats. Okay, well, now it's you because now he's he does this thing. And if you didn't know them, you would think it's real cute, but he'll go up to her, Xena specifically, and he licks her, like he grooms her head. And mm. it looks like it's real cute. Like, oh, he loves her. He's cleaning her. They're bonding. He's not. He knows that she doesn't like it. And he does it because after enough time, she'll get pissed off and leave. And then he can have the warm spot where she is. It looks like now there's like a cat standoff. But it looks like he's being like, I'm good brother. I grew my sister. It's real cute. He's fucking not. It's just because he knows it'll get her to move. Like she might bat him in the face a couple of times, but he's okay with that. Yeah. He just wants her to move so he can have the warm spot that she's in. result. That's all he's worried about. Yeah. You suck. Just leave her alone. Okay. Right. Now there's been another cat interlude. Now he's trying to sleep, like curl up next to her again in the same place that got him bitten last time. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen now. I need like, I need a jinxy cam. For these episodes, <laughs> I need a jinxy cam. Let us know if you want us to um, live stream. Well, take a video of the cats and put it on YouTube. We could do it on Discord occasionally. <laughs> yeah, we could. We could. So, moving on, season nine. My bottom of season nine, and I would imagine it is to the surprise of literally nobody, is Do You Believe in Miracles, which mm. is the finale of season nine. And isn't it weird that Bobby's death? We were like, no, it's the top. It's the best. It's got all the feels. And then I'm like, I hate this. It's because he's just, it's so sad. Yeah. He's so broken. Yeah. He's so broken. And then there's like, it's got a really emotional moment with Sam at the end. Mm-hmm. Like about believing in us. That yeah. might not be the right speech, but no, something. No, no, that's not the right speech because that's in sacrifice, I think. No, this one is the one where it's like all of season nine after Sam found out about what Dean did with. Ezekiel slash Gadriel, and he was like, I never would have done that to you. Da, 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 da. We can't be brothers anymore. We're just going to work together. I'd give you up in a second. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. Can we have, <laughs> can we have less Pouty Teen in your sound voice, please? Like, that is reasonable issues <laughs> that he's bringing up here. He's not being a Pouty Teen like you use all the hot water. I don't want to be a friend anymore. No, but then he's like, he's like, yeah, well, I was, you know, I, I, I lied, and you know, it's like, no, I lied to you about that, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't, I would, it just makes me mad <laughs> because then Dean's like, wait, ain't that some? He sure said, ain't that some shit or whatever? Like, ain't, ain't, ain't that whatever he said? He was, it was like, man, Sam, too a little too late, <laughs> yeah, just like really at the at the eleventh hour now, fucking really, now is not the time, friend, but no, it's just. It is so sad because he's so broken and he just like falls. I think it just like slumps into Sam too, yeah. which is kind of indicative a little bit, a callback to um, the end of season two where they're on their knees mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's just, yeah. When they flip stuff like that, I think it just hits, it hits yeah. really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So no, I don't. Here's an interesting thing about, about death scenes and things like that. We definitely, it was in an episode we discussed recently um, and we were talking about, the end of season two um because we argued we argued about my pain in the ass little brother and i was like nope it was part one and you were like no i'm sure it's in part two and we went and listened and you were like it was not in part two and i was like you're fucking goddamn right it was 
So I have heard, I and I, I wonder if you, you have more knowledge on this. I have heard conflicting things. So I have heard that, and I believe this because this came from Jared and Jensen, that Jensen obviously really struggled with that scene. And they didn't call like action and expect him to go. They were like, okay, camera's rolling whenever you're ready. You know, so he could like build up the emotion mm. of that scene in part two where he's talking to Sam's corpse. Mm. Um, but then I also heard or I saw like on Instagram, I think, it was saying that Jensen tried to take as long as possible doing his lines to see if he could get Jared to pass out holding his breath, like being Sam's body. And they don't, they don't marry up for me. Hmm. I don't think one of those is true. And it's obviously the, the holding the breath thing. Cause I don't think, I know they goof around on set, but that doesn't. I, I don't think it's true. I, so I think that there are moments when they know they've got to get their shit together. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I, I almost feel like those kinds of moments wouldn't be, I mean, I've, I've heard situations where like, I think Jared had like kept messing with Bobby's foot or something like when he was in bed or something, it might've been dream a little dream, or maybe it was, I don't, Probably. I don't know. Maybe it was death store. Who knows? Like just to get a reaction out of him. And I know they've done stuff like with, DJ um, in bed and stuff like that. I just feel like for them, if it's just, and again, I, I could be totally wrong. I feel like when it's just them in a scene, uh, they know when they can fool around and when it's time to get business done. So who knows? I mean, maybe they had done a couple of takes and gotten it and maybe they were going to do another one. And Dean's and Jensen's like, well, now I'm going to, I'm going to fuck with them. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that. But it didn't like, it didn't marry up to the knowing the weight of the scene on Jensen, him then goofing around and trying yeah. to like <laughs> fucking make Jared pass out. Now, was Jared this, was this something that you just like you heard had been mentioned or was it something that came from? I was a just, a, no, it was, no, it was just a picture. It was okay. just like another one of those. I just don't think it was a four panel one, but like one of those, you know, where it's like the stills of the thing and then the, the text over the top of it. I'm wondering too. Well, I know there was commentary on the first part of All Hell Breaks Loose. I don't think there was commentary on the second part two of that. It'd be interesting to mm. see where that where that came from, like where the if, if it has any merit to or if it's just something somebody said. I also know too, though, sometimes I don't think that. I don't think you can really, you know how I've said sometimes I just make shit up in my head, like my memory, as you get older, you start to think something happened a certain way and it didn't. Mm -hmm. And then you get reminded of that by somebody else. I don't know how much after a certain point we can even trust what comes out of Jared and Jensen's mouth. <laughs> Because they've been doing yeah. it for so long and they literally don't even remember season to season. Like they get stuff mixed up too. So I think <laughs> yeah. sometimes their storytelling bleeds in. Just like I was like, oh no, I'm sure he said it again. Like, no, he didn't, sweetie. He did not he say didn't. it again in that, in mm. that you, you thought he did, but he didn't. And that's where, um, yeah, I just, sometimes I wonder like people's people's memories of things, I think after a while, like, unless it was like right after the fact and you get like a, this is what happened or you have it on camera. I don't yeah. know how much you can, I you just can believe like, after a while, but no, it, it, you're right. It doesn't, it doesn't go together with. And the then and stuff that he would then just be. Then if that. you, if you think in, so all hell breaks loose part two, the end of season two, and then at the end of season three, Jensen was 
like even though he he wasn't on camera, he was doing the dead body for Jared to act to. Mm-hmm. And there's like you know quotes from Jared saying like he was fully like eyes closed, holding his breath, being a corpse for me to act to. And mm-hmm. I was saying like Jared saying to Jensen like you you don't got to do that. You can open your eyes. You can breathe. So I don't. I just someone who puts that much weight on being a good co-star to give somebody to act to yeah. doesn't then marry up with the same the same story of like, oh, I'm going to draw my lines out to see if I can get him to pass out from holding his breath, which, by the way, I don't think is biologically possible because at a certain point, your brain will kick in and like, mm-hmm. like your brain stem mm-hmm. will kick in and force you to take a breath. You, I don't think you can willingly asphyxiate yourself like that well, I'm without anything curious. else. Yeah, I'm curious too. Like, and I might go back and watch that scene just to see <laughs> how long they held on Jensen. You know what I mean? Like before they like cut back and forth. Cause I mean, you can, you can have him try to do one scene all the way through, but they might've even said, you know, just take your time and go through this and go through that and mm. all of that. But I mean, I, I would assume the assumption is Jared's there you know, he could breathe, you know, like minutely as he well, was, the, you know. If you if you think about the camera angles, like his chest and like the side of his face was in the ang- in the camera angle. Mm-hmm, we were looking mm-hmm, up mm-hmm, at Dean. Mm-hmm. So he probably did have to hold his breath and only breathe between takes. Right. But I'm thinking too, like holding his breath, like, you know, but then like, you know, if there was like a, a, a gap or whatever, like he could have been mentally like, okay, I'm going to do a quick breath or something like that. Yeah. yeah like, like, like just that kind of thing. Like, I just feel like they would have, they would have said, okay, we're going to run through this, you know, maybe even say, Jared, you know, if you need a moment, this would be a good time <laughs> to take a breath. By all means, dude, big breath now, Fred, big breath now, Fred. But who yeah. knows? Who knows what? Yeah. We will never know unless we actually saw the footage. You know, yeah. and they don't save all the footage, which is a damn shame. They shame. they should have. They should have. Yeah. But, you know. I just don't those two things don't marry up for mm-hmm. me. But yeah. That's that's just a little aside on death scenes mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, the rumor mill of the internet. But no. And be, it's fucking Metatron that beats him broken. And I don't like that because he's tiny. That's some bullshit right there. And I know he's an angel and I know that's the point, but still, no. Not a fuck. I just think it shows how manipulative and, you know, Metatron in and of himself, you know, how he uses, he uses the intellect part and the parts that he knows are going to get to Dean more than necessarily. Mm. I mean, definitely there, there was more of, there was a little bit of a battle there, but I think a lot of it was just mm. him knowing when to go in and, you know, give him a little stabby stab when he wasn't paying attention, you know, like yeah. that split second, you know. Yeah, but there's definitely there's definitely something invokes a lot of the same feelings from Swan Song. There is definitely something very emotive about Dean beaten, bloody, mm-hmm. and broken. You know. Yeah. And whatever the fuck that scene is where he's on his knees in front of Cass and Cass is beating him, because I can't remember what fucking scene it is. I can only remember the bloopers of "You're my baby, daddy." Oh, I, need you. I think that's, that's <laughs> I love you good. too. I, think- I didn't say I loved you. I think that's I fucking goodbye. remember what it is. I think that's goodbye stranger. It might be season eight because I think it's when all the the tablets become the thing and he's being used by angels. Oh Naomi. Naomi, yeah. I think it's season eight. I'm just checking. Yeah, that's that pro- that probably tracks. But no, 
there's yeah. just something about Dean beaten bloody that I'm just like, no, and like full of fiery rage. So, yeah. but no, fuck, fuck, fuck that season. Fuck season nine and the death scene. So that's that's my bottom for season nine. And then my top for season nine is, I'm shot to the surprise of literally nobody. I'm a shallow human being. It's the purge, y'all. He's in a fucking tank top doing yoga. Come on now. What do you want from me? I am not a strong person, okay? He's got great hair. He's in a fucking tank top. He's doing yoga. He's got his muscles on display. It's fucking great. Dean eats roofy pudding. It's really funny. Like, you know, and that's, yeah, that is the episode with Donna and the mm-hmm. and the, and the donut. <laughs> <laughs> Again, episodes that are defined by their bloopers of Donna trying real hard to carry on while, while Jensen has just powdered sugar all over his face. And mm-hmm. uh, just... Yeah, we need to do bloopers that define an episode. We, we need will. to do that episode. We, we've got it. We've got it on the list. We'll get to it. We'll get to it at some point. Yeah, uh, but it, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, a simple, I'm a simple mortal. I see biceps, I click like. I don't know what you want from me. Okay. It's, it's, yeah. So, yeah. So, to be fair, it's uh, like storyline wise, it's quite a good episode in terms of, you know, monsters that aren't, well, the girl, the woman, isn't inherently evil. Her brother is somebody, like, that's different. But she's just like, no, I just, I, I help people and I feed and I'm not bad. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm mostly here for the biceps. I don't, I, I, I totally get that. I totally get that. <laughs> I was going to ask you, season seven, your bottom, was your top bottom season seven time for a wedding? Is that why it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't included? Okay, okay. Yeah. Just because we're getting into my... For season nine, I couldn't include my ultimate bottom from the previous episode that we did, which was Bloodlines for season yeah. nine. So my bottom for season nine was the hashtag Thin Man, which is episode 15. Ooh, fucking Ghostfacers. Fuck those okay. bitches. Okay. I am normally team Ghostfacers when they make an appearance, not this time. And actually, I the monster of the week to me was, it was creepy especially when you found out that it was just two guys um, mm. that were behind it, which I think kind of gives it a little more of like, you know, that Bender's vibe of like, you know, it's the humans that are the real monsters situation. So it was creepy and I didn't like that, but it was, it was more just the parallel between the ghost facers and Sam and Dean's current relationship. I call them relationship yeah. woes where, you know, I can't trust you. You made a decision for me that benefited you, uh, but didn't take my, my wants and needs into consideration that I just didn't like. So it's a forgettable episode for that reason. But Dean does look really nice in his Fed suit. And I think there's a right <laughs> button up. But unfortunately, yep. even that would be like, you know, I, I can't say I would throw this in the bin and never look at it again because I might look at it just for just for scenes, that white button up. Those yeah. scenes. And I think there's a funny blooper between all of them in the when they're in the booth together. Um, mm. I I feel like as actors, they 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 play they play off of each other really well when they're when they're in scenes together. Like they get the comedy stuff together really well. And one of the guys was actually in like a sitcom with Jensen, like way back when they were like early teens. I think it was before oh, babies. I think it was before Days of Our Lives. And so I think they were co-stars, you know, at least for like a good like 
maybe 10 or 12 episodes or something like that. And it's the, it's not the guy with the glasses, it's the other dude. I always forget their names, but I, I yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I like the ghost mean. facers. Um, I do not. Into, yes, we know this. Uh, <laughs> so I was also laughing at your pick for tops being the purge for all of those very important reasons, because I did the same thing for Dean <laughs> and, and I don't usually do that, but and this episode is written by the two writers that I really don't like at all, which is um, Buck Lemming. But my top is Blade Runners. It's episode 16, season nine. You're going to have to refresh my memory. Okay. I don't know. It's the one where he gets, they they go down and they find the, the men of letters dude that's in like the, the, for, the invisible fortress. And it's oh. when he finally gets the blade in his hand and he's going to be yeah. captured oh. by the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah. can I say that my overriding memory of that is a Sam moment? Of course. Sorry. I would not be surprised by that, but I will tell <laughs> you right no. now. No, they're... my overriding moment is is the moment when Dean gets the blade and he has that orgasm look on his face. <laughs> That's the first one. But my second one is Sam sorting through files and he's sitting oh. in the Impala and, and he's holding a knife. Yeah. He goes, you're even more useless than usual. Yeah, yeah he, he's really bitchy with Crowley, and that's I think that makes it like really like over the top too. It's it's not like the best episode by any means, but my God, I I will tell you, you know what season nine in general just Dean does things to me physically that I have no control over, and <laughs> physically it's the Dean show, yeah, it, it that there when he's in that suit, I the, the, there's a suit scene and the stubble. <laughs> And then he's got the blade in his hand. There's just, there's oh, it's so, so good. It's just yeah. like, that's it. And, and I, I would say, I don't know why. I don't know why. He just does so many things to me in this episode. This is a, a, a it makes no sense. Sandra, Sandra is going to get a spray bottle and a fan. She'll be right back. I'm drinking is some that, water. <laughs> is that the episode where they, um, <clears throat> I think it's demons, they like, have something into the side of the impala yeah yeah and because again Dean's it's so, not like, so upset but i think it doesn't don't you see like get a good ass view in there too like i think he like goes into the back seat or i don't know there's something weird that happens that i think there's a there's an scene. ass there's a- that was not that that was not what i was gonna that was <laughs> not what i was gonna reference that's what sam's referencing there was an ass no it's not bloopers that define an episode, but apparently Jensen was real pissed because yeah. mm-hmm. they actually carved that shit into the side of one of the one of the impalas, and he was like, "Oh come on now!" Yeah, like, that, that was seriously. Jensen. Yeah, that was Jensen's yeah. reaction. I think I'm going to rewatch when I rewatch it. I want to listen to the commentary because I think Mark Shepard does the commentary on that one, and I think he's oh, I think he's the one that brings that up. So I, I want to listen to that that commentary yeah. and just hear that just from, know- from his mouth. Yeah. So I know many- Jensen was like, fuck it. Like they couldn't have put stickers on. They actually carved it into yeah. the car and he was big mud. But no, it's it's when he comes, when he like starts, like licks his thumb and starts rubbing the, uh, like Dean. Rubbing yeah, the paintwork. Like so that's going to hell. He's so upset. He's so upset. But no, that's that's not why I would pick that. This is just, he's just so, mm, there's so just many good, good things going on. I just find it funny that we pick season nine to be like, yeah, no. <laughs> See that, like, look, we were real good six through eight, and now we're like, no, it's it's about the fan service. That's that's what we're here for now. It's 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 about oh, the porn, guys. I can't wait for this it's episode when porn. it comes up in my rewatch. 
very looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've made it to we've made it to season 10, which is the last of this grouping. Mm-hmm. So my bottom for season 10, and again, I doubt very much that this is a surprise to anybody because it was my number two when we grouped them all together, but I couldn't have my number one, which was time for a wedding in season seven because fuck that episode, fuck Becky, fuck date rave. I've been through this. So in lieu of that, it's Dark Dynasty mm, mm-hmm. because it's so like when I was when I was going through and I was I was thinking about this and that whole the whole thing about the was it the Thul which is a weird name um, and the book of the the book of the damned no, and like, it was just like was, such a wait a minute, was that the Steins the Stein no family. that was that was that was the one with the golem oh I'm okay. sure it's yeah yeah the Thul yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Whatever, whatever their name was is is irrelevant. They get the book of the damned to, to what? Oh, it's for the mark of Cain, isn't it? They're gonna uh, Charlie's decoding the book of the damned with the mm-hmm. other book, and but then there's this it's like a hitherto unheard of organization that are suddenly like stalking them for this book, and it comes out of nowhere and it's weird, and then like it ends with dead Charlie, yeah. which is fucking stupid, yeah. And like they leave her in a bathtub, and that's mm-hmm. fucking gross. I hate it. I mm-hmm. hate it. Yeah. And again, Charlie's death is so nonsensical because she like like we've we've established, you know, any kind of threat to the boys' relationship gets yeeted out of the show real fucking quick. That's why no one ever has a girlfriend for more than a minute. But mm-hmm. she wasn't she wasn't a rival for affections and she was cool and she was badass and she was representing women yeah. and blah 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 blah. And then she her death was pointless. Mm-hmm. And I will die mad about it. Yeah. And just like Bobby, whose death like wasn't pointless, had meaning. But then they bring her back, but then it's not right. And yeah. I don't I really, really, really hated the whole apocalypse world, like Charlie and Bobby, and really didn't like it. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. In the next set of rankings, <laughs> that's that's a discussion for another day. And my my number ten, and if you can't guess this one, have you even been listening for the last two years? In fact, Sandra's Sandra's notes say I'm expecting Casey to pick. Mm, otherwise, that would be my top. So you know, it's the episode that inspired the albatross around my fucking neck. Now, is Soul Survivor season three? Uh, no, episode three. Of season 10 when they capture Dean and they're gonna de- demonify him. And then they do that, but then he gets to be like half demon, half human, so he can get out of the devil's trap and he stalks Sam around the bunker with a hammer. And poor Sam's only got one hand because he's fucked his shoulder up wrestling with somebody. Was that when he was wrestling with Osric? Yeah. Maybe. It was. It's it's a Jared injury, not a Sam injury. Yeah. It's not canonical. Jared fucked his shoulder up. Because normally something just... like that would only be a one episode thing and then they'd be fine yeah. in the next episode. Yeah. Like um, like when he broke his wrist in season two. I can't remember what he was, I can't remember how he did that. But I think that was dicking that, around with something as well. And that was ongoing too, where like otherwise, you know, they could have major yeah. dashes in their face and you wouldn't see anything the next episode would be like, okay, no scars. Great. <laughs> yeah, cool. Look, they're fucking magic. But no, that was that was a Jared injury. He did his shoulder in. And I'm pretty sure his shoulder was wrestling with with Osric. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, and the and again, bloopers, bloopers that defined an episode. 
why did you have a hammer? Because I was going to nail you. Yes. And again, it, it couldn't be anything other this episode, although this episode wasn't what inspired Blood Junkie, which was the first one, that was my Bloody Valentine in season five. Soul Survivor was kind of like the first in the Junkie series, Control Junkie, is pretty much like a redo of Soul mm-hmm. Survivor. You know, it's it's like a canon divergence because that's the first one. I kind of have to be like, well, you know, this kind of, <laughs> that's this is how it all started. This is where it all became and this is why it's turned into turned into mm-hmm. an enormous an enormous thing um that i have four months to finish um <laughs> kind of going to be a problem but yeah no it could be anything other than soul survivor it's a fucking great episode it's another mm-hmm. jensen directed episode so mm-hmm. although we'd love it even if it wasn't we're still like oh my god baby it's a jensen baby it's our baby yeah um i wish i wish that somebody anybody fucking hell had asked jensen at the time hey why why was that the acting choice that you made for that mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't ask now because he probably won't remember. Yeah. It's been too long. Yeah. But it's it's such, such a great episode. So mm-hmm. good. And I I love Demon Dean so much. Such a great episode. <laughs> yeah. So it had to be. It couldn't, it couldn't be anything else. No, it, he did, it he did some one. really great scenery chewing too in that episode. And I think it it just shows. I think the writers are again like not the greatest, the greatest writers in that of that episode. I think that I think it's Buck Lemming too. So I think in that instance, I think, you know, Jensen being a part of it and the character, I think we're able to sort of like elevate it a little bit more um mm-hmm. than it would have been. Even though I do think there are some there are some Jensen episodes that he's directed that I'm truly not a, a big fan of because I, I think that he could have only, he could only do so much with what he was given with like the storyline. And I think one's like a pretty heavy monster of the week one. And then uh, mm. in season eight, and then there's like one where it's the, it's a, the Amy episode in season seven where he has to kill Amy and Sam. Mm. Then he, you know, keeps that secret. It's, it's, it's an okay episode, but like he's, he's had a couple where I think sometimes he's able to do more with it. Yeah. I would just like to ask him, like, were you the one that decided to put in like the growling, uh, you know, like the, the, the sound effects, <laughs> yeah. you know, that one scene? Cause it's, it's very jarring, like to hear it all of a sudden. And he like, he gets into it and yeah, it's, mm. Good, good choice. Good choice. Um, So for season 10, my topic could not include the overall, which was fan fiction. Casey will not, Casey will not care. (laughs) Um, Oh no, I'm weeping for fan fiction. (laughs) I'm weeping. um, Hey, look, it didn't, it didn't make my bottom. So, mm -hmm. you know, it can, uh, it can be real happy there. Yeah. Now the bottom that you'd pick Dark Dynasty, it was in my overall list of like ultimate top 10 worst ones from season six to 10, but it was not the top of the bottomist for season 10. Mm. That one goes to Paper Moon, episode four. Oh, look, the return of the werewolf chick from Bitten. I Mm. did not care. The only saving grace is I think the opening scene of Sam and Dean trying to relax right after, this is right after Soul Survivor. So, you know, they're, they're taking some time off and then they've got like, it's either game warden or fish and wildlife uniforms. And that one scene, I'm just like, oh, they look so good at that. Uh, but that's Look, it. I look exactly the same. 
Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but then um, the sibling, the sibling parallels again. Just some of it's just so heavy-handed sometimes, and I'm just like, we get it. They're dysfunctional. You know, they're trying mm-hmm. to they're trying to figure their stuff out. I I just was not I just was not here for it. Not feeling at it, yeah. all. And I'm trying to see who. Yeah, even like the writers for that one weren't necessarily horrible, but it's just yeah, it just it just didn't work. It just didn't work. Um. So for me, the top episode for season 10 is the Executioner's song, and that's episode 14. Again, I did expect Casey to pick Soul Survivor. So I was like, we'll just, we'll just give that. We'll just give that <laughs> over. This is a really good episode in terms of the pacing of it. It's when Kane comes back and you realize he's killing everybody in his bloodline. Like there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's yeah. not whether or not they've done something bad or haven't. He's just, he's gone, he's gone mental. He's gone, he's he's just- He's, he's off the reservation. He's months. off the reservation. And I also like that everybody was sort of like involved in the trap process. Like I love that, you know, they bring Crowley in and he's so sulky and like, he's just, you know, he's like, Dean, you know, he stops at the Dean. You sort of like <laughs> left him. Um, and yeah. There's like, there's the face off between Kane and Dean in the barn, which is really good. It, the stunts are, the stunts held up pretty well, but really it's just. That's the one where dynamic. Jensen stabbed Jared in the knee. Yeah. I think when he was like coming back down or coming <laughs> yeah. down somewhere, I remember. Yeah. Where he's like, he's like, boop. Because <laughs> yeah. they argue the they talk about, about that. It. They're like, I didn't, you stabbed me in the knee. I didn't need a knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's I don't just, think you yeah. knew. Of course, I knew. <laughs> but yeah. it's no. It's just uh, overall. It's 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 a good paced, <laughs> good paced episode. Good structure. Overall plot. You know, um, Kane's. You know, prophesizing. You know what what Dean's going to have to do to everybody. You know, Crowley, mm-hmm. Cass, and ultimately Sam. What you know, what the mark is is going to do to him, and and all that stuff. And so it's. Really solid episode. episode. I'm glad we got to see Kane. You, you you forget that he was only in two episodes and very different, at least like looking like from season nine to season ten oh, with the hair and everything. Girls, his hair and his beard. But it's it's a it's a good good episode. See, if I had to pick that for my top, and actually, I don't even think it was in my original top ten. No, it wasn't. For like the only other top ten season ten one was Reichenbach, which is another demon dean episode and again there's a lot of scenery showing jensen just does a good job as demon dean in that but i was like well i i really i i know i i appreciated this episode when i when i watched it again so when i get Mm -hmm. to it i know it'll be it'll be a a favorite one of mine i'll I'll be anticipating it i like it when i'm anticipating when i know oh this episode's coming up because i know it's a good good episode episode. yeah yeah so that's that's ours that's our ranking rehab. We're not quite ready to go yet. So we're we're still like we're finding we're finding ways to get our hit. <laughs> yeah. There. Look, just just we don't okay, we're not ready. We'll go when we're ready. Leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been like it's been at least a month since the last ranking episode. Leave us alone. Um it's it, yeah, we're, we're not ready to admit we have a problem. We're not trying Leave to put alone. them successively in 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 the in, you know, we're we're trying to give you guys a breather too, so you don't have yeah. to deal with our ranking yeah. incessant stuff over and over again but yeah i'll be interested in hearing um because and i think in our i'm going to ask in our discord too like you know we, we got a couple responses 
uh, from one of our last episodes about like peak acting. So I'm, I'll probably be asking when this comes out, you know, if there were who whose tops and bottoms of each season they they have, you know, the, if they fall mm-hmm. in line. I think we we're on the same page with some of them, but again, I think we'll, I'm just I just thought it was funny how season nine we're like, yeah, no, we're we're not even worried about the quality <laughs> no, of the episode. <laughs> We're here for the pawn, lads. That's what we're here for. It's all about the pawn. Yeah, look, okay. We we were we were adults for we like we're good. Yeah. Four out of five of yeah. them. And I look, those yeah. biceps will not be denied. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't at me, people. And I'm sorry. So, go back and look at Dean in that fed suit. Tell me <laughs> that does not. It's just I don't know what it is. It's I don't know. Inspi- inspires some thoughts. It does. It all does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get Sandra into a cold shower. So um we should need it because we have episode. to record. <laughs> we have to record another episode soon. So yeah, again, let us know our let us let us know our thoughts. No, let us know your thoughts when it comes to season six to ten and what were some tops and bottoms for for each of those yeah. seasons. So if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at idlingintheimpala at gmail.com. You can comment on Spotify. Use the Q&A section to share your thoughts. All our contact details are on our website, idlingintheimpala.com. Go check it out. Yes. Don't forget to like, comment, share, follow, and subscribe wherever you access your podcast, but especially if you are watching on listening. On YouTube, um, engagement with episodes really helps us with the YouTube algorithm. All hail its benevolence. And like, if you want like kitty cam on YouTube, let us know. And I'll... um. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, it's kind of boring at the moment. They're both snoozing. But if Kitty Cam is something you would like to see going forward, let us know because I can totally um, rig something up to do Kitty Cam. That is not a problem. Um, In the description, there are, as always, the causes that we are championing. So from myself, I have links to LGBTQ+, talking charities, places that you can reach out if you need someone to talk to if you are in crisis. They are in there for the US and the UK, and there's some international links in there as well if you are not in either of those locations. From Sandra, we have election information and mental health uh, advocacy help information as well. It is now at time of recording, and obviously will be when this comes out, 2024, which means, yay, election season. Yay, everyone's so fucking happy. Uh, It's a jump to the left guys not a step to the right so come on vote blue it doesn't really fucking matter who the blue is that you're voting for just jesus christ don't put him back in the white house for fuck's sake please like we'll all be dead it'll be a real problem but sandra has really helpfully provided links where you can find out about voting rules regulations laws shit like that in your area how to get registered what id you need blah 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 blah. yeah i think the aclu is in there and i feel like that's a good resource uh for a lot of different things involving civil liberties and stuff like that as well you know, there's going to be, we know there's going to be some shenanigans. We know there's going to be fuckery. So keep yourself as appraised as possible. Don't forget to vote and vote early if you can. Please, 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 please jump to the left, not a step to the right. And also, it is my hope that by the time this episode goes out, these links will not be needed. But at time of recording, which is the 6th of January, 2024, they are still very much needed. We are spotlighting, championing, highlighting whatever words you want to use to charities that are on the ground, both in the Ukraine, which is still being affected by Russia's unlawful invasion and war, and also in Gaza, which is, of course, under 
while Gaza itself is not at war with Israel, it is most definitely under attack is probably the best way I can put that. Um, this is not political. I'm not asking you to pick a side. I don't really care if you think Israel is in the right or if you think Palestine is in the right. That's not what I'm about here. This is humanitarian. There are people in Gaza and in the Ukraine. They are trapped. They cannot leave. They are starving. They are dying. Okay? This is humanitarian only. We're not here to make a political point. But we are drawing attention to World Central Kitchen, which, as the name implies, is on the ground helping to feed people who are trapped in both of those locations and Doctors Without Borders, again, as the name implies, on the ground giving medical aid as much as they can. They are there in these dangerous war zones helping people who cannot leave and require that help. So if you can help any of the charities that we have mentioned keep helping people, that would be fucking amazing. But if you need help, from any of the charities that we have highlighted, that is what they are there for. So links in the description. Yeah. Just one more um, pop in about that is that we practice what we preach. So end of 2023, Idling did make donations to World Central Kitchen and Doctors Without Borders. We want to do what we can in some small way and hope that if you can, you'll do the same to, yeah. to support the people that are in need. And I suppose maybe this needs to be said, if you can't give monetarily that's completely fine mm-hmm. just share the yeah. information around yeah. you know mm-hmm. just put the links on your social media draw awareness to it because absolutely. especially here in the west coverage about the war in ukraine is absolutely minimal now and coverage about what's happening in gaza is diminishing mm-hmm. um so these things are still going on even if they're not in the news anything you can do to help it doesn't have to be a monetary donation just share the links around raise awareness Mm -hmm. would be fucking amazing but with all that said it is the first episode we're recording of the new year so happy new year everyone let's all not say anything stupid about how 2024 is going to be our year or anything like that we're just gonna we're just gonna tread softly and um hope it won't be as awful as last year was but With that, we will say thank you for joining us in the back seat and we will see you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.